You're listening to the Build Something Better podcast with AVB, a podcast designed to inspire and educate you on building your dream home. All right. Hello, everyone. We are here today to talk about spring home maintenance tips. Yep. So we'll cover some uh, HVAC and plumbing tips, which basically kind of cover the rest of the interior. Um, as far as HVAC goes, heating and cooling, um, let's start out by saying you should really, it's always recommended to sign up for a maintenance program, which covers a lot of those areas, whether it's filters and things like that. And they do a uh, check spring and winter on most programs where they'll run through the equipment and make sure that everything is running well, uh, things are replaced properly. Um, basically takes the guesswork out of it for the homeowner because um, they know what to test, what to look for, and they can tell you whether it's uh, running um, optimally or not. So always a good plan to get on a maintenance program or if you're not up for the maintenance program, at least have them come out once a year uh, to check the equipment. Okay. Okay. Um, other than that, um, as you're coming into spring, um, most of the homes have a whole house humidifier. Mm-hmm. Uh, typically have a control on the cold air return where you set your humidity. If not, it's wired in with a thermostat okay. uh, to set your humidity. Um, as the humidity starts to spike up on its own, and it may be even late spring coming into summer before that happens, it's only going to run in heat mode regardless, uh, but you want to turn off the humidifier. Okay. All right. Um, I always think it's good practice too, now that you're thinking about it, um, the pad within the humidifier itself has to re- be replaced every season. Mm-hmm. It's a good time to do it. Um, basically, once you shut it down, you clean everything up within the humidifier because you have all kinds of uh, kind of calcification, uh, iron buildup, things like that. Clean the frame and put a new humidifier pad in it. That okay. way you're ready to go when you fire it up for the winter. You're not scrambling for that part. Uh, you're good to go. You can turn it on and you're all set for the new season. Perfect. Okay. Do you um, just turn the humidifier off so it may be manual on your furnace or on your thermostat? Would you just you just put it to zero or you actually hit an off button? Really, the thermostat itself, it presets it. And like I said, it, it, it only runs um, based on when it's in heat mode regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, so what you can do is actually on your thermostat and your humidity icon, if you tap that, you could keep setting the humidifier level lower and lower. So if you're at 40%, just keep going down in increments, Mm -hmm. watch the humidity in your home um, and adjust it as needed. So as it naturally spikes up, you can keep coming down and try to keep yourself right around that 40% level. Mm -hmm. And once you switch over to AC or you're not running heat any longer, it's no longer gonna call for water and it's not gonna activate that humidifier. Got it, okay. That makes sense. Perfect. Uh, turn off fireplace pilots. So this would be a rarity in, in uh, today's day since we use automatic pilots for just about everything. Sure. Uh, but if there is a, a gas appliance basically that has a constant run uh, pilot that you're not going to be using uh, for the summertime, and mainly this would be a fireplace with a gas log that has a constant running flame pilot, uh, you may want to turn that off for the winter. Uh, simply, each one's different. Each manufacturer is different on how you would do that. Uh, just read the instruction manual on how to turn that gas valve off. Okay. So, so it's not 
Oh, go ahead. Just so it's not running all summer long. Okay, so currently with the fireplaces that we have, typically our clients put in the gas fireplaces. There's no need to do that on those specifically, right? If you have a direct vent fireplace, typically there's a piece of glass, a screen. Mm -hmm. okay. um, those are all automatic ignition. So if you have a wall switch and yep. you have to turn the wall switch on to actually activate your fireplace, mm -hmm. that means it has a low voltage automatic ignition switch, which okay. lights the pilot first and then lights the flame. In that case, there's nothing that needs to be done. There's nothing to turn off. Okay, perfect. Okay. Yeah. Right. Perfect. Uh, change and clean the furnace filter. So this all depends on when you put that filter in, what type of filter you have. Mm -hmm. So if you have a one inch filter, that's pretty true to form, two inch to one inch, um, you'll have to check that and that's a good time to, to replace that filter, okay? Uh, at any point in time, you can pull that filter out and take a look at it. Always good practice to check that every six months or so. If you do have an easy flex filter, which we use in a lot of our compartments that are four inches wide, mm -hmm. uh, those are a nine to 12 month filter. So those go a lot longer. So depending on your install time, mm -hmm. uh, pet dander, um, anything like that, environmental factors can plug those a little quicker. Okay. Uh, so like I said, check them every six months, but the four inch filters may not need to be changed for a full year. So okay. take it out, inspect it. If it doesn't have any heavy, um kind of debris in the pleats or it doesn't look like it's too coated um simply slide it right back in and get more use out of it all right so it's more of a visual inspection make sure it's not plugged up if it is get a new one in there all right makes sense okay. uh adjust registers and confirm that registers cold air returns are clear of furniture or draperies and that's simply um just taking a look around at each uh heat run uh, making sure everything is uh, unobstructed and that there's no debris in it. Uh, you want to clean those out on the regular as well, part of a spring cleaning type thing, uh, yeah. cleaning pet hair, things like that out of the register areas to make mm -hmm. sure that they're safe, free and clear. Okay. Okay. Um, turning the out or, or uh, properly testing the air conditioning system. So once you switch over, uh, you just want to make sure that that air conditioner kicks on and that there's no short cycling downstairs, the system kicking on and off, on and off, on and off. Uh, sometimes when you do switch over, um, it can uh, it can kind of slip into a short cycle mode. Okay. Uh, a couple things you can do, uh, you can go downstairs and turn the main power switch off on the side of the furnace, give it about 30 seconds and turn it back on again. Okay. Reset that system, basically they're all computer driven, they all have these elaborate uh, systems. Uh, in them as far as motherboards go, that will give it a system reset. All right. yeah. A lot of times that can troubleshoot that issue, correct that and have that take off for you. And of course, if it doesn't work, you wanna call a qualified technician, all right? Yeah. And don't forget, if you covered your AC unit, uh, mm -hmm. like you should uh, with a tarp or anything on the outside, the top portion of it, make okay. sure you remove that <laughs> before you test your system. So I've had that happen before. Okay. Um, also with the uncovering, you want to make sure that that compressor hasn't come out of level at all. Any kind of settling around that unit. If it has any sort of tilt whatsoever, it can take the fan out of balance uh, and it will not operate properly. So okay. always want to make sure the AC unit is level 
clear of debris, any leaves, um, any mulch. kind of dirt, mulch that has been pulled into that unit, you want to make sure that is properly cleared out of there. So okay. use a leaf blower or anything like that and try to pull as much of that debris out as possible. And also the fins uh, on the unit itself, which typically you see towards the outside of the unit and all the air uh, openings uh, mm -hmm. or air gaps, typically those fins are directly on the other side. You want to make sure that those stay clear as well. You may have to use a little bit of compressed air uh, to clean those off, uh, but you just don't want too much buildup on those fins because uh, it will starve it of air and shut that unit down or okay. cause it to freeze over either okay. which way. Yeah. yeah, and then in some cases, even um, not a power washer, but a hose with a spray handle on it can be used um, around the outside of those fins is typically almost a filter, if you will, that helps catch some of that smaller debris from being dragged or pulled in because of the fan motion mm -hmm. uh, into those those radiator vents, if you will. Um, okay. So, as Paul mentioned, a, a backpack blower or, or air comp compressor, but sometimes uh, hosing that, that system out, they're designed to take weather, so that's not a problem. Um, but make sure that those are clear and that'll actually help it work more efficiently as well because it, it's not overheating, which can be a problem. So something to definitely take a, take a look at in the spring uh, to help eliminate some of those problems. Okay, great. Okay. Um, and then uh, make sure your furnace vents are free and clear on the outside. So everything that we put in is high efficiency. Um, all of them are vented with a PVC pipe uh those are out right outside the grade level of your home in most cases some can be in between the second and or uh, basement and first floor mm -hmm. uh walkout type level so you may want to look for them there okay. uh, but you want to make sure that those stay free and clear there's nothing piled up against them leaves uh absolutely any debris anything like that and just check check the openings make sure there's nothing over the top of that that it could obstruct the air from not only being pulled in but also mm -hmm. venting as well. Okay. Okay. Uh, last note on the HVAC coming into uh, spring and summer, you're going to have the opposite effect. You're going to have a buildup of humidity uh, within the home. And we do recommend that everyone uh, with a new home with us uh, run a dehumidifier in the basement. So this is a good time to make sure that that is properly set up within your basement. Okay. Uh, and run that at about a 30% to 35% level to assist with dehumidifying the basement in the summertime. Okay. And that's just a separate something you buy at the store? Yep, that yep, is something correct. separate. You can go on square footage to handle a bigger home, things like that. Most of them have pump systems in them now uh, mm -hmm. where you could actually take the hose from the back of that unit and zip tie it right to your mechanical room drain. Okay. Just let it run right in that mechanical room. Really, it's just designed to assist in that basement level to try to keep moisture from stacking up within the home. Okay, so otherwise you'd have to dump the water out. That would Correct. be yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Which people tend to forget about, <clears throat> and, and then it overflows. <laughs> exactly. Well, it won't overflow, but it'll stop working. Yeah. So um, they'll have an automatic shutoff in that in that bucket. And so it causes the system to actually shut down. So now it's not working. And that's what's nice about having the ones that go to the floor drain is you set them for, for a percentage and it automatically drains on its own. You don't really have to worry about it till fall, winter, when you don't use that anymore. And now you're back to using the humidifier on your house. Okay. 
Good to know. All right. Um, plumbing uh, within the interior. Uh, you want to make sure you pour water down basement floor drains, um, anything that isn't active. Uh, so if you're not using a bathroom on the regular, whether it's a basement bathroom or maybe it's a guest bath off of a bedroom, uh, you want to make sure that you run water for about 10 to 15 minutes uh, in each drain. If you cannot run water in it, take a bucket of water and actually dump that down the drain uh, yep. to keep those traps wet. So what will happen is the traps within those lines will dry out and you can actually get a sewer gas smell that will back up in there. So that's what a trap is designed to do. Fill mm -hmm. itself with water and hold it so those gases can't pass through and fill your home. Okay? I see. So you want to make sure you do that. Um, same with a uh, sump pump. Mm -hmm. A lot of houses do have sump pumps, uh, whether it's for groundwater, et cetera. Mm -hmm. If those aren't used on the regular as well, or you just don't have groundwater moving through a pump like that, you do want to make sure that you dump a bucket of water um, down that sump pump and then run some water through it. What you don't want is to have dry rot happen within that pump and uh, ruin the seals, because if it ever needs to be used, it will malfunction right away. So just want water moving through it every now and then and uh, make sure it tests out okay. All okay. Right? So pumps in general, they will have a float switch with a little double uh, outlet system. Mm -hmm. It's got a back. You can separate that and actually plug the pump directly in to test it that way too and make sure that kicks on. Sure. Okay. That makes sense. All right. Um, drain sediment from the bottom of the water heater per manufacturer instructions. Always a great idea to basically drain your water heater off uh, once a year, getting kind of trapped sediment out of those. The newer ones do a great job, has an anode rod in it that does catch a lot of that, okay. uh, but still good practice to drain that off uh, and then let that fully regenerate to get any sediment out of the bottom of that tank. Okay, how do you do that? Uh, basically, there, there's different instructions for different ones, um, but most of them are about the same. You want to shut off the water source to the unit itself. So mm -hmm. usually up on the right-hand side with an inline, incoming line, uh, mm -hmm. you want to shut that off so water isn't being contributed. Down on the bottom, there's a spigot, or what looks like a spigot, uh, yep. drain on the bottom. Just hook a hose to that and run that over to your floor drain. And then okay. you'll have to use a flathead screwdriver. Typically, there's no handle that's uh, offered anymore for uh, children getting burned, etc. Sure. Uh, you want to open that valve and just let that drain right off. Okay. okay. Uh, sometimes you'll get that air locked a little bit. There's a pressure relief valve on the side. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes you'll have to pull that up just a little bit, get a little okay. air movement in there to get that water freed up and moving. Okay. So once you have that completely drained off, uh, and it could take a while to do that. Um, simply close up that uh, that drain on the bottom, remove the hose, and turn the line back on again for the water heater and let that fully regenerate. Okay, and then it will just fill up again and then you'll be back to normal. Yep, yep. Okay. And basically you turn the unit back on, um, it will uh, light and then uh, heat the tank. Okay. And that's, that's one of the, again, the instructions. So you'll want to <clears throat> excuse me, typically unplug that unit mm -hmm. prior to you draining it. Sure. Making sure that it's not trying to fire with an empty tank. Okay. Um, so by unplugging it, it'll reset when you do plug it back in. Mm -hmm. uh, most of all the units we do today are what's called a direct vent uh, mm -hmm. water heater, so it, it would be fire electronically as well. Mm -hmm. Got it. Yep. 
better there's an on off switch typically on. you can simply turn that switch to the off position <coughs> okay okay um any kind of uh garage sink uh that has been turned off for the winter a lot of times people will have a utility sink in the garage uh, you want to fire that back up again. Make sure that your lines in the basement, your shutoffs are turned back on again. Okay. Um, the drain lines for those are closed. Um, and then at the water source, typically underneath the sink, turn those back on and mm -hmm. uh, run the water. Make sure that there's no fractured lines both in the basement and underneath that unit and uh, flush out that trap really well because uh, we do recommend uh, on shutdown going into winter that mm -hmm. a uh, RV antifreeze is put into those drains uh, to keep those from uh, freezing and cracking. Okay. Okay. And then simply a visual check of all of the, the plumbing lines within your home is always a good idea in the spring. Mm -hmm. uh, turn sinks on and uh, just get your head underneath there. If you're running for 10 minutes, take a look underneath. A lot of people have a lot of things put underneath their vanities. It gets built up. You necessarily yeah. can't see what's going on there, including sure. a uh, kitchen sink. Uh, just make sure you run everything for about 10 minutes and get your head under there for a visual inspection to make sure that you don't have anything dripping from the, the drain lines and also uh, faucets and supply lines. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Awesome. Well, do you have any other tips that you'd like to add since we're finally heading into spring? I don't think so. Get out and enjoy the weather. That's about it. Well, great. Well, I appreciate you guys coming on today and sharing home tips. This was very beneficial, and I'm sure we will have you on again when the season changes. <laughs> Sounds great. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Josie. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to learn more about AVB, please visit our website at www.avbinc.com or check us out on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you next time.